You're listening to I Got That One. Presented by Tom and Yvonne. What is it with these close calls lately? I know. I feel like all these teams are conspiring to give me a heart attack. Yeah, especially in the last uh, 10 seconds, shall we say. Yeah, honestly, I mean, it makes for amazing TV. Oh, but yes. come on, can we at least have one fairly comfortable win? Well, I feel like the, the first round? round was fairly kind of slow moving. Yeah, very true. clear victories. I feel like the second round is just making up for all of that. I think we've had, what, three close calls in a row now? Well, I mean, this is meant to be the best teams from the first round. Yeah, so. and clearly they're being matched uh, perfectly. Right? Well, I mean, the first one where it was Queen Mary and St. John's was not quite as Less closely so, matched. But everyone else yeah. since then has been uh, very close. But this one especially, good Lord, there mm. was drama, there was a last minute <laughs> overtake and then heartbreak <laughs> and a closing 30 seconds. Oh gosh, it was like uh, some kind of film or something. Yeah, it almost feels like it was, uh, you know, written or scripted in some way. <laughs> Yeah, so this was uh, this week we had Edinburgh versus Bristol. Uh, the points went to Edinburgh. In the end, spoiler alert, um, I thought both teams were great. Obviously, both extremely strong teams individually as well as uh, as a cohesive unit. Everyone worked together really well. But then I just thought that, you know, Edinburgh were just a few seconds quicker and that really made the difference, I think. Yeah, I think the, also the main difference is that... Uh, Remember that Edinburgh were the highest scorers of last round. Yeah. They scored a very respectable 270. Mm. Yeah, you know, maybe you could say that because they were against slightly weaker competition, so the numbers were being padded ever so slightly, but I think it's just because they are generally that good. Yeah. And they have a very, very strong start this time as well as last time. They are very consistent getting out the gates. Mm-hmm. Bristol, on the other hand, this was the same as last time, where sometimes uh, it takes a bit for them to kind of get off the start yeah at the very least they didn't start with negative points like they did last time round <laughs> that's true yeah and i think like we will see later on in stats corner performance from both teams was actually really quite strong stronger than we've seen in most of the games so far oh absolutely yeah yeah so um i think let's dissect the winning team first because mm-hmm. you know we'll be seeing them again in the quarterfinals i think that you know this has confirmation that Edinburgh have what it takes to get very, very far? Yeah, I think so. I think that, um, you know, individually, like like we were saying, uh, players, like, well, the captain, obviously, but every single person on the team, I think, contributed uh, immensely yeah. when it was clearly their subject area, whether it's history or geography or literature or operas, you know, whatever it is. I think everyone um, had that strength and they came together really, really well. It was really, really enjoyable to watch. Yeah, they all buzzed in correctly at least once. Uh, They were conferring very, very well with very little miscommunication going on, which is often a sign that, you know, they are a cohesive unit. And um, I think this time what really, uh, not necessarily took me by surprise, but was, you know, quite nice to see was just how much Russell Jones has come into his element. Yeah, I mean, I found him really emphatic. Oh, yeah. And, you know, of course you're you're emphatic, right? Because you're on on live television, Mm -hmm. um, or at least in front of a live audience. You're full of nerves. I mean, of course you're emphatic. Why why aren't all University Challenge contestants like that? I mean, especially since he kind of looks like he's uh, slightly, uh, you know, co-operative, where often he's kind of like... Like lying down flat and then he just like spring up when he thinks that there's an answer coming in starts like preparing yeah. and ready I think watching people like Russell Jones makes me really feel like yeah I mean 
why aren't more people like this i mean this is a high stakes extremely kind of heart pounding type of thing right and everyone yeah. else seems so calm and collected it's like i come on where's the animation yeah i mean you know i i want some kind of drama in my <laughs> very uh niche uh, like yelling yeah <laughs> You know, Quizzy Mondays needs to have these big characters. Cries of frustration, thumping, you know. Wailing and gnashing of teeth. No swearing, please. It's before the watershed. It's family TV, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there have been people who have sworn in the past. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. So, but yeah, yeah, that's the benefit of it being not live, that you can edit out, uh, you know, unfortunate (laughs) slip-ups. That's true. Yeah, actually, I remember, um, I don't think Holly told us this, but... um, there was a mention that her uh, earrings uh, got in trouble with the producers because it kept on uh, jangling. Oh, yeah, next to that, especially when they started uh, when they those mic'd devices. Up, yeah. yeah, so I, I can imagine that was an absolute nightmare <laughs> for our producers. Yeah, like, I, wonder, I wonder if there are any particular kind of personality um, that, that particularly irritates producers. Use people that fiddle too much, maybe, or... or oh, I would be a terrible contestant. Too, a bit too hard. I wonder if people have broken buzzers. Oh, I, I have <laughs> sure. no doubt that someone buzzed so damn hard a thing broke. <laughs> Actually, I think it happened once. I feel like it has, yeah. Yeah, but no, I would be a terrible contestant. I am such a fiddler. Even yeah. when I'm paying attention, I'm just you know constantly doing something with my hands, and yeah. I would absolutely accidentally press a button There'll when I didn't mean to. There'd be lots of just sounds of clothes rubbing against your mic and everything. <laughs> yeah, or just weird mouth noises. <laughs> like they'd have to mute me whenever I'm not talking. <laughs> oh yes, oh yes. I mean, uh, as our experience with Zoom over the last year has shown. Uh, more people need to be muted than than uh, they think. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> anyway, yeah. Anyway. Um, is there anything else we want to talk about in terms of Edinburgh? Because I feel like we should also make sure we do mention stuff about Bristol. Yeah, I think Bristol obviously really really good team as well. Valiant comeback at the end, um, super impressive. And like I said, similar to Edinburgh, they were individually very strong. Absolutely. Um, strong as a unit as well, but it just wasn't their day. I think they were just a little bit slower on the bonuses. Um, slipped up a few kind of starter questions um, but yeah I think it's still still a really really good effort really fun to watch I mean it was a stronger performance than their first round because their score was higher there were fewer drop points and uh, you could tell that you know if we you know had a few more minutes maybe it would have been a very different story because yeah. oh yeah oh they they had such an amazing comeback it was right. consistent it was fast I think it was a combination of just working well together and also just the questions were coming their way that this was fitting straight into their ballparks. Mm, they, they just went into kind of the highest gear possible. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I definitely think that because, you know, even Edinburgh, they dropped 10 points, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that, um, you know, in just a few more minutes, if that momentum had been kept up, I think Bristol could have definitely taken it. Yeah, they had definitely broken uh, the big streak that uh, Manchester, sorry, Edinburgh had. Yeah. Sorry, it's because uh, Sundar's from Manchester that sometimes oh, I get yeah, confused in my true. head. Yeah. yeah, when you hear the accent so often, it's like, oh, Manchester, obviously. <laughs> obviously. And I want to claim something in this uh, competition. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's a genuine shame that these two teams got matched up because it would have been nice to see both of these teams in the quarterfinals. Yeah, but, you know, that's how the cards fall. Yeah, I mean, it's just how it is. Um, you know, like last season when we had Durham and Imperial match up together and yeah. uh, the quarterfinals was just... Really unfortunate, yeah. but you know, them's the break sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um, at, but at the very least, they gave you their all, and I think that they could definitely walk out of this competition with their head held high because they probably went against the toughest team to beat at the moment. Yeah, and, and they almost equalized, right? 
They almost so that's won. Great. Yeah, they almost won. Yeah, like, they they took the lead, and you know, yeah. for a hot second, it looked like an amazing upset. Oof, yes. And then you know, Thomas coming at the last minute with that emphatic uh, train. Yeah. I mean, I'm still waiting for the sudden death. Um, it's going to happen. You know, they they been... turn down the light. They kind of switch on the thunder and lightning effects. I, I want to see that. I please. mean, <laughs> I mean, they don't quite go that um, extra, but uh, sudden death <laughs> is quite interesting. Imagine if we had a kind of a university challenge Squid Game um, crossover. <laughs> oh god, that, that's a bit too dark for well, our audience. Where if they if they interrupt, <laughs> they get shot in the head. What are you trying to imply here? No, no, not at all, not at all. Back to our regularly scheduled programming. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, you should never be a producer for a tv show yeah i know i know um yeah let's talk about the questions now and uh, yeah, there were quite a few which i quite enjoyed yeah i quite like the first picture round so that was the uh, translations of shakespeare's plays specifically the schlegel uh, translations which are apparently the consistent german one which has been around for a couple of centuries now yeah so it was i think it was Kurt ratney who was translating it they didn't really show us the the conferring because the, the camera was focused on the, the text itself. So I'm yeah. not sure who it, who it was. I but think it was him because it definitely wasn't uh, Russell Jones. I mean... Yeah, it could have been Thomas, but I, no, I Thomas think has, it was... Thomas has yeah. a fairly noticeable Scottish accent, so... That's right. So I think it was Colonel Ratney. And I thought it was really, really fun to kind of um, watch him kind of translate all these key words and then them putting the answer together. Yeah, and you, know, you could tell Paxman was enjoying himself uh, listening to them uh, you know, work stuff out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of um, Paxman's enjoyment, I feel like this is the most I've seen him chuckle in a, quite a long time. Yeah, that's true. I think he quite likes the... Well, not just the Edinburgh team, but I think both teams. I think. They, yeah, yeah, I think he really got on well with both of them. Yeah. I think it's very clear that when there's no Cambridge team taking part, um, mm. he's able to kind of check out his... Um, Biases. At the door, yeah. because yeah. it was kind of a marked difference from last time, right? Where he was pretty... I think just rude to, to the team to Queen Mary yeah he yeah. was definitely you know slightly unprofessional I know this time around he was definitely much, so much better much much different um, yeah and the other question that I quite liked was the names of stars which contain letters of specific words like yeah. sun or star so it's you know very different types of clues but then it still kind of challenges the team's kind of lateral thinking how they piece together uh, very different clues yeah, I mean, you definitely see more of these questions in the second round where it's no longer just straight uh, trivia questions anymore. It's definitely a lot more of a, okay, I'm going to give you some clues and then you have to kind of work around from there. Yeah. Even in the history questions, for example, when it was about world history, they were specifically named a decade where these events happened. Yeah. And then that really rewards you knowing a couple of different things or kind of saying, okay, I know this happened in the later half, this was a bit earlier, so it has to be at that particular point where they kind of, uh, you know, crossed the uh, stream indeed, somewhat. Indeed, And also really fun ones, like all about the word obscure. Oh, yeah. Because it was actually three very different questions. Questions about that, right? Like the French translations uh, of it. Well, um, specifically a, uh, a English word, which is basically the French past... Uh, the French infinitive of uh, to search mm. can mean obscure in um, English. Yes, yes which, which not, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think it's one of those extremely obscure uses which mm. you don't really hear anymore. Yeah, but then also the camera obscura method, uh, yeah. which was used uh, by a Dutch master. Yeah, yeah, very good. Also, Hindu morphology. It's always 
cool to see teams you know notice kind of stuff yeah no i think especially when it comes to um kind of deities or classical texts i mean okay uh, the mahabharata ganesh these are very well known i think concepts in hindu mythology i think it's very hindu mythology 101 really. yeah i mean of the 33 million deities give or take i would say it's a <laughs> pretty safe the, one of the famous ones I think. well i mean yeah because he's the only one with an elephant head right so yeah. also i think you see his temples a lot because of the fact that he's kind of prosperity linked so mm. you see him much more than say i don't know you might be slightly worried if uh, there was uh, a lot of ones a lot of temples for Kali, for example. Oh, the the goddess of destruction and death. Yeah, the one famously holding at least one human head at any given time. Oh, she needs to come to the university challenge, sudden death, then. Oh, could you imagine? <laughs> like, you know, uh, when it's sudden death and suddenly Paxman just pulls back his face and it's actually Kali sitting there in all her glory. <laughs> oh, that would be such great television. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would pay so much Clearly money for that. Clearly we're not uh, producers for a reason. Uh, I don't know. I feel like that's a pretty amazing uh, <laughs> thing to happen. Uh, moving on, um, I thought the question on duck physiology was also quite funny. I think it um, was great. Because, gave us some good funny moments. I think especially because Paxman gave a hint of saying it's used in medicine as a uh, precise instrument for yeah. kind of uh, inspection. Uh, yeah, oh, I think yeah. for inspection and it was saying stuff like mallet and hammer. You know, hammer. <laughs> and, you know, Paxman was just kind of like, huh? I'm glad you're not a doctor. Yeah. And then, you know. It was not quite caught in the, I think, by most people, but what was quite funny was when Sundar said, I bring shame to my family. Yeah. <laughs> which I thought was perfect level of, uh, you know, uh, self, uh, self-bender. Self-deprecating, yeah. yeah. Uh, of course, we can't talk about the questions without mentioning, you know, every so often when he pops his head up, the English geography nerd. Oh, yes. You know, this time it was related to cheese. Yeah, I think he Specifically just... the production of cheddar. Yeah. No, oh, no, Stilton. I, he's getting creative. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't know that there was such a wide uh, geography for uh, production of a cheese I don't particularly like. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not that surprised. I mean, considering how much cheese is just consumed by people all the time, I'm, I'm, I'm not that surprised. Yeah, I suppose. But still, you know, he's finding new interesting ways to try and trap people into actually having to answer these uh, geography <laughs> the questions. Geography questions, right. Other than that, uh, I think one which I always enjoy is a, a straight history question. And this one was about... British Prime Ministers in 18th century. Yeah. And it was, you had to kind of try and work out who it was by a famous uh, event that happened. Yeah, that's right. Which is both knowing what the event was, so you have to know what the date was, and then, you know, cross-reference that to who was the Prime Minister. Yeah. And let me tell you, it's kind of tough to remember who all the Prime Ministers were in 18th century. <laughs> How many have there been? There have been quite a lot hundreds. of Prime Ministers. Yeah. Not hundreds. Uh, the post only started in the early 17... 18th century. Okay, 1700s, right. Yeah, did you know there's never been one who's been assassinated? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was so unpopular that most people celebrated when he did oh, die. Oh, yeah. well. <laughs> I can't remember who it is off the top of my head, but yes. uh, yeah. He was quite uh, disliked. Mm, seems like it. Yeah, well, he got assassinated. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, JFK wasn't, was fairly liked and he still, you know, yeah, yeah. got deleted. Anyway, let's move on. Um, I think, uh, any final thoughts from the... Oh, of course, we have to talk about the music round. Oh, yes, the opera round. Uh, Another opera aria round with some very impressive um, vocal work, I, I thought. Impressive? I thought it was obnoxious. Yeah, well... I mean, vibrato is nice when it's every now and then to add a little bit of a touch or something. When it's the entire aria, it's... <laughs> 
And maybe that was just the part, the part that they highlighted. Yeah, it just it, it felt like you know they were holding on to something that was vibrating, like a jackhammer <laughs> or something, while they were trying to sing. <laughs> well, I don't know. I feel like lots of opera singers sound like that. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, obviously, I'm not cultured enough to appreciate the fineries no, of uh, no. the opera scene. Uh, Woodcock really knew his operas, though. Very. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah, that that was a well. I think he he knew enough but then you know there's some stuff where the problem is that a lot of it sounds the same <laughs> yeah but that's even more impressive i think when you can kind of cut through the sameness and say oh that's obviously you know whoever well i mean he knew carmen because i feel like even a luddite like myself can kind of place uh, the carmen aria. i wonder what that makes me then a subladite. A subladite. A subladite. A troglodyte. <laughs> okay, uh, well, uh, troglodyte, please uh, take us into Stats Corner. All right, so brought to you by UC Stats. Um, like I was saying before, I think just based on statistics alone, we can see that both of the teams were really pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of starters, nine correct from Bristol and ten correct from Edinburgh. Yeah. Um, so 80% correct from Bristol, in fact, uh, slightly higher than Edinburgh's 76%. Mm-hmm. Uh, so clearly Bristol were a little bit strong on the starters there, but really when it came to the bonuses, uh, that's where Edinburgh um, charged ahead. 19 out of 28 bonuses as compared to Bristol's 17 out of 27. So which means that Edinburgh got about 68% of their bonuses, um, Bristol just about 63%. I think, very, very close. I think that goes to show that if Bristol had matched against one of the previous teams, yeah, I feel like we might have seen them going through, I to think be honest. So. I think so. And then, of course, two interruptions, in, incorrect interruptions from the Edinburgh side, mm-hmm. uh, meant that you know they, they ended off a little bit lower than they would have. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was a gamble that paid off this time, but um, they also lost out in the second half. Uh, so that's why I feel like maybe they're getting a little bit nervous that uh, Bristol were making real gains. Mm. So I think, you know, th- we've seen a few teams where they get a little bit kind of uh, leery if they've been in the lead for a while and they've not really been answering many questions. Yeah. Yeah, and, and something else that was pretty interesting um, was that uh, apparently neither captain correctly answered a starter question. Really? And, and apparently that's pretty rare. Yeah, because normally uh, the captain is not necessarily the strongest player, but often one which... Uh, Who definitely buzzes. But yeah. then in this case, it was neither neither of them. So they were really very similar in that sense. Yeah. I, yeah. Two extremely well-balanced teams, that yeah. are very similar in a lot of ways, very charismatic, very strong uh, team composition. Mm. So I think it's a real, real shame that we're not going to be seeing any more of... Um... Yeah, I, I hear you. Well, um, it is what it is, then Mr. Briggs. Uh, mm. But now it is time to close off with... The real reason why you listen to us. Exactly, the most important, the shiny example that uh, we set for all other podcasts out there. <laughs> well, I feel like we're getting a bit too big for our boots now. Ah, well, that's fun. So, three, two, one, Brian. Brian. Yeah, I feel like uh, she really did uh, get a very nice Nancy outfit. Yeah, I thought so too. I like the sh- the, the nice uh, shirt she had going for. The kind of color scheme as well, kind of autumn, aut- autumnal. Yeah, I thought it was very nice. Although I think in general, uh, I would say the Bristol side was slightly better dressed. Yeah, I thought so, yeah. Um, I mean, not that, not, Edinburgh, that, yeah. not that Edinburgh were any slouches by any stretch, but if I had to kind of say which side had it going in slightly more, mm. I mean, they're definitely no Sussex team by any stretch <laughs> imagination, but still, I thought quite uh, nicely put together. I thought so too. So but of course, good effort from everyone. Yeah, special mention has to go to Sunda, of course, for his amazing uh, locks. Yeah, I love his hair. He's got great hair. Yeah, so he rides by on kind 
kind of uh, nice hair privilege quite a lot of uh, the time. <laughs> it's not fair. Our best dress is, is full of bias. It's totally unfair. Oh, know? yeah. This is the one time where we're allowed to kind of just like go entirely by our own guts. We try to be fair and nice and kind of you know, give a you know, benefit of the doubt for everything else. But when it comes to best dress, you have to bring your A game. That's where the knives come out. Oh, absolutely. Because, you know. I mean, all in good fun, obviously. All in good fun, yeah. Yes, please, please do not uh, take Send this the wrong us way. Any death threats? Not to you either, please. <laughs> so, uh, thank you. Speaking of which, <laughs> speaking of which, you can find us on a variety of social media channels. We are on Twitter and Instagram, as I got that one. Yeah. And you can even drop us an email at igtopodcast at gmail.com. That is a very brave way to transition into plugs, <laughs> I must say. <laughs> Whatever, I, I take what I can. Okay, sure. Um, and I'll, I'll let you check our Twitter after this in that case. <laughs> so um, thank you very much as always for listening. We're going to be back uh, next week with whoever is the next lineup. But until then, it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me.